This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 388th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. You may have noticed there was no podcast episode last week, and that's because it was launch week for my brand new Outlining Your Novel Workbook computer software. It was a crazy week, my first launch for something like this, so there were new questions and new nerves, but we had a great week, and as always, I'm incredibly thankful to all of you who helped make it a success. You are the core group whose enthusiasm makes everything work. Many of you have also been instrumental in helping programmer Bob Miller and I get the program ready to share with the world. A special thank you shout out, especially to all the word players who diligently beta tested the program and helped us iron out the chinks. The program, as you may remember, is based on my Outlining Your Novel workbook and is designed to walk you through all of the most important steps of brainstorming and creating a solid outline for your story. If you're interested in learning more, please visit outlandingyournovel.com. And thank you again for a great launch. The latest post on my blog is Before You Outline, How to Discover Your Story's Big Moments. Learn how every part of your writing can benefit when you use the foundation of your story's big moments as the jumping off point for even bigger ideas. To read the post, visit helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled, Are You a Writer or a Storyteller? I am a writer. This is one of the most important and freeing statements any of us ever makes. It's almost a rite of passage. The moment you can look your banker, hairdresser, pastor, aunt in the eye and tell them without mumbling that you are a writer, here you type, Well, then, congratulations, you've crossed an important threshold in claiming your power as an artist. However, not to complicate your victory or anything, but what you may really be trying to tell Pastor John and Aunt Lucy is that you're a storyteller. Or maybe you're a storytelling writer. Or is it a writing storyteller? Or maybe I'm just nitpicking because aren't they basically the same thing? Aren't writer and storyteller pretty much interchangeable? Yes and no. Yes, we pretty much assume that if someone is a fiction writer, then they're also a storyteller. And vice versa, if they're a storyteller, then more than likely they're writing those stories down. But also no, because writing and storytelling are in fact totally separate skill sets. One does not automatically come as a BOGO, with the other. Even though we are all interested in both, most of us still gravitate more strongly to one or the other. One of them was the reason we started creating novels, and the other was something we learned along the way. Understanding whether you are more naturally a writer or a storyteller can help you take better advantage of your strengths and address your weaknesses in the most holistic way possible. So, definitions first, please. If there's such a big difference between writing and storytelling, then what is it? Writing is, well, writing. It's the art of putting words on the page in a pleasing way that accurately, efficiently, and sometimes artfully conveys information. 
It's what I did in creating this podcast episode. What I'm not doing is telling a story. Writers come in all stripes and sizes. Some of us do indeed tell stories. Others report facts, offer inspiration and encouragement, or create technical guidance. However, for our purposes today, we are, of course, interested in those who create stories, specifically fiction. The moment you put words on the page to evoke a story, you're a writer. But just because you're telling a rip-roaring old yarn doesn't mean your writing is, perforce, equally rip-roaring. You can be a fabulous storyteller and a downright awful writer. Writing is the skill of evoking the reader's imagination. It's wordcraft. It's the mastery of narrative technique. Following is a sample listing of skills that fall under the heading of writing. Grammar. Voice. Description. Dialogue. Pacing. POV. Word choice. Storytelling, on the other hand, has no inherent connection to writing. Storytelling is the tradition of discovering and portraying the dramatic patterns of life. And if you're a good storyteller, sharing them with enough suspenseful emotion and resonant truth to steal the hearts of your audience. Storytelling happens across media. We find it not only in novels, but in movies, television, poetry, song, painting, photography, even dance. Humans, by nature, are storytellers. We seek to translate our experiences into cohesive snapshots, both to capture them as memories and to discover any deeper meaning they might offer. Storytelling is the skill of finding the universal truths of human experience and translating them into cohesive drama. When we talk about any of the following, we're actually referring less to writing and more to storytelling. Theme, character arc, plot, story structure, suspense, conflict and tension, and story theory. Story by itself is little more than raw emotion and imagination. Transforming it into a medium others can appreciate and understand requires a skillful translation technique. By the same token, writing alone is nothing more than sensible and possibly pretty words strung across the page. To tell truly great stories, we must master both skills. So which is your strength? Writing or storytelling? One clue may be your preferred approach to your books. Do you prefer to discover your stories in an outline before writing the first draft? Or do you prefer to discover your stories while actually writing the first draft? As I've discussed elsewhere, all successful writers must use a mix of writing techniques. Plotting and pantsing, logic and creativity, storytelling and writing. Each of us organizes these processes differently within our own approaches. My experience in teaching outlining to thousands of writers over the years has shown me that much of their resistance to outlining is simply due to writers not having yet understood outlining for what it really is, brainstorming, and or not having yet found a flexible system of outlining that works for their creativity and lifestyle. However, something I realized about myself recently helped me see this from an even better perspective. I realized what I love most about the craft is not actually writing, but rather storytelling. 
In turn, this is one of the main reasons I love outlining so much. Outlining allows me to separate and further focus my two necessary skill sets. In outlining, I get to focus on the storytelling without having to simultaneously worry about creating a perfect narrative technique that will convey that story to my readers. Once the outline has afforded me a complete and solid story, I can then focus on using my writing skills to bring that story to life for readers in the most evocative way possible. Now, this isn't to say this is the only way or even the best way to balance these two very different skills, but it's important to at least be aware they are different. If you're struggling with trying to tell your story from scratch in the first draft, or wondering why you always end up with messy first drafts that require a lot of revising, it may well be because you're trying to do two things at once. Discover the story while telling it to readers. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter at all whether you were first drawn to writing out of your love of story or your love of wordcraft. What matters is that you learn to perfect both. So here are three ways to become a better storyteller. Number one, learn to view story from both the inside and the outside. The psychology and technique of story is vast and complex. It's like a massive diamond. You hold it in your hand and turn it every which way, trying to see all the different ways the light catches in its facets. And even then, you still don't see all there is to see. You have to put it close to your eye, maybe get out your magnifying glass and look deeper all the way to its glistening heart. Storytelling is like that. To truly understand and master it, you can't look at it from just one perspective. You must move back and forth, looking at it from afar to see the big picture of how all its pieces fit together, and then closing in to consider the beat-by-beat cause and effect of how it develops paragraph by paragraph. Arguably, a good story's most important qualification is cohesion. The haves must align. The questions asked in the first half must find their answers in the second half. And this is where outlining can prove a valuable aid and why I'm so excited about our brand new Outlining Your Novel Workbook computer program. By stepping back from the story and first considering its big picture, you're able to make sure its questions are finding the right answers and that its answers are paired to the right questions. Outlining allows you to address the through line of your story's structure so you can make sure the big pieces are all in their proper places before you start sorting through the little pieces and trying to figure out where they go. Number two, look for the story beneath the story. What is story? It's many things, of course, but if we strip it down to its beating heart, what we find is theme. A story, no matter how casual or prurial, is a statement about the world. When you start out by looking for that statement, you will be able to immediately identify what your story is about. This, in turn, allows you to choose the right plots and characters to best support that story. You can then use this knowledge to see your story clearly. You can strip away the pieces that don't belong or that are resulting in dead ends and focus on creating a story that resonates thematically in the most powerful way possible. Number three, study story theory. 
Ultimately, storytelling is really all about story theory. If you start studying and perfecting any of the storytelling subjects we talked about a minute ago, plot, character, theme, etc., you are learning to be a better storyteller. Storytelling is a creative art form that wells up instinctively from the human psyche. As a result, perfecting its conscious mastery is in fact a pursuit of human psychology. It is a perfecting of our veneration and respect for life itself. It is a study in awe and humility. It is a search for truth. You can't be an excellent storyteller without first being a devoted student of life. And now here are three ways to become a better writer. Number one, learn how to show. If storytelling is about gathering and organizing metaphoric interpretations of life, then writing, in its turn, is about more than just sharing these gleanings. Rather, it is about bringing them to life. Writing fiction is the art of dramatizing. We don't just want to tell readers about our story. We want them to live it. This is why perhaps the most fundamental tool of narrative writing is show versus tell. This is the technique of dramatizing rather than summarizing events. It is the skill of choosing vivid nouns and verbs and parsing them in active and immediate sentence constructions. It is also, arguably, the single most challenging aspect of writing excellency. That's as it should be, though, since if you can master the balance of showing and telling, you well have mastered the ability to go all inception on your readers and bring your visions to life in their own imaginations. Number two, practice the art of information dissemination. What are you doing when you're telling a story? You're sharing information, right? But anybody can do that. The trick to good writing is disseminating that information in the most aware and artful manner possible. This too ties back into an awareness of psychology. Basically, what you're wanting to do is create an intricate dance that mesmerizes readers into allowing you to temporarily control their minds. You give them just the right bit of info at just the right time to help them visualize the scene, to nudge their emotional reaction to a character, to inspire them to ask the right questions. This technique works hand-in-hand with that of showing. And like showing, we might say it is the whole art of writing all to itself. Although certain of its principles can be taught, for example, scatter descriptive details throughout a scene, or share backstory only as it becomes necessary, or use action beats to ground your setting during dialogue, this is ultimately a skill that must be developed through personal experience. Which is why it's so important to practice. And that brings us to number three. The art of storytelling can largely be learned without practicing. All you have to do is study stories and study life. There are many excellent students of story theory who are not, in fact, particularly skillful conveyors of those stories. Writing, however, you must practice. The rhythm and flow of good prose, the ability to choose evocative details that show readers, and the instinctive understanding of what info to share and when. These are all largely skills that cannot be taught. Rather, writers learn to perfect them through first 
conscious observation of the techniques of other writers. But then, most importantly, by actually getting down and dirty with the words on the page and learning how to control them. This is yet another reason I prefer to separate the storytelling and writing processes by outlining. If I can get the largest of the vital storytelling questions out of the way before I start writing, this frees my focus in the first draft so I can concentrate on the intricate task of narrative wordcraft. Perhaps like me, you were a storyteller from your earliest memory, and it was this love that led you to the companion love of words and writing. Or perhaps you've always been a logophile, addicted to the rhythm and grace of words on paper. And this love gave you the further cathartic and enlightening gift of storytelling. Either way, both gifts are ours to explore, to expand upon, and to use in writing amazing stories. Recognizing the differences in these two skill sets can help you improve upon both as you optimize your writing process to best suit your creative needs. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.